Are you looking for a new math curriculum? Well, CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that take a multi-sensory approach to learning. Favorably reviewed in Kathy Duffy's 102 Top Picks and the Old Schoolhouse Crew Review. The lessons are short and concise to help your children break down concepts and appreciate math in a whole new way. The lessons are taught the traditional way, not to the test. Each one of the video tutorials is taught by an internationally acclaimed teacher, Pat Murray, who is renowned for teaching math concepts in a simple, easy-to-understand way and in only a few minutes at a time. Using a multi-sensory approach, having the combination of effective graphics and animation synchronized with the voice of a friendly teacher together with practical assessment, even students who struggled with math are getting fantastic results. And the ones that were doing okay before now are doing brilliantly. Visit CTC Math today and start your free trial. That's ctcmath.com. You're listening to the Military Homeschool Podcast. The Military Homeschool Podcast aims to equip and encourage parents by covering topics relevant to military homeschooling families. Tune in each week for tips and advice from someone who's been there as a military wife and homeschooling mom. You'll also hear inspiring stories and informative guest interviews with experienced military homeschoolers and experts in the educational field. The Military Homeschool Podcast is a broadcast of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Hello, friends. This is Crystal Niehoff, and you're listening to the Military Homeschool Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. On today's show, we're talking about the practical aspects of homeschooling for military families. And joining me to talk about this important topic is Natalie Mack. Natalie is an author, speaker, and veteran home educator with over 21 years of service to military homeschooling families and military support group leadership. She is a very newly retired Navy chaplain spouse after serving alongside her husband for 34 years of military service. Currently serving as president at Belvoir Home Educators, an active large military homeschool group in Northern Virginia, Natalie also owns Natalie Mac LLC, which provides mentorship to homeschoolers, advocacy for military homeschooling and homeschool consultations to military-connected and educational and DOD organizations. She's also an HSLDA high school educational consultant and outreach coordinator to the military, where Natalie provides consultations and resources to military homeschoolers school liaison officers, and military homeschool support groups, as well as state homeschool organizations. Boy, that's a mouthful. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Natalie. Thank you. Thank you so much, Crystal. I know I was listening. I was saying, who does all that? What in the world? Who is that? (laughs) So it was a mouthful. So thank you. Thank you for having me. And I even, oh, I'm so thrilled to have you here. And I I was going to say, I even condensed your bio and your complete bio will be in our show notes, but you do a lot. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I have so many uh, friends and family and just social media people who say, where are you now? It's like, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh gosh, I don't know where I am right now. So, but yeah. <laughs> 
Well, Natalie, to start us off, would you tell us a bit about your family and your homeschooling journey? Okay, so, um, gosh, we have five children, as I believe was mentioned in the bio. And so we are now starting year 22, actually, of homeschooling. And we have graduated four to college. So we still have one. And you and I were talking prior to the show about that span. So my oldest is almost 31 in January. And then the youngest is the 15-year-old who is 10th grade. And so um, the oldest daughter graduated from Liberty. And she then went on to George Washington University, got a master's in international education. And she is now working as an IB coordinator for DC public schools. Um, and I always laugh and people say, oh wow, a homeschooler working in the public school system. And I said, yes, she is. She still is a big advocate of homeschooling though, um, but she's using all of her talents and abilities and, and love for learning to bring that into her IB uh, coordinator position. Um, she's also fluent in Mandarin and she's been back and forth to China about five times. And so, um, our youngest daughter played D1 at Liberty University, D1 soccer. So she was picked up for NCAA scholarship. She just graduated, I think it's now two years ago from Howard University in Washington, DC. And she's a licensed social worker. We have our oldest son who graduated from American University School of International Service. And that's in Washington, DC. And he now works for a UK based company, but he lives in Anchorage. So coming out of the pandemic, you know, so many people were able to work so many places because they're working from home. So he lives in Anchorage. And then we have our middle son who is uh, still in college. He is a junior at George Mason University Honors College, and he's a Bonner Scholar. And then the youngest I mentioned is um, his claim to fame so far is the fact that he's 10th grade and he's a licensed youth soccer referee. So those are my babies, and um, I'm so proud of them. I'm so so just in awe of all God has done for us and how he has blessed us through the journey. And I'm thankful that he called us to homeschooling over, what, 22 years ago. And um, it's been a journey, but it's been such a, such a worthy sacrifice. And I really am in awe of all that my kids have been able to do and who they are and how grounded they are in who they are. Their relationship with Christ has been important for our family, as well as the fact that they love learning. And so those were the things that I see as fruit that has come out of it. And I'm just, I'm really thankful for that. Wow. What an amazing family you have. And really your family is proof that homeschooling doesn't hold your kids back. In fact, it gives them room to accomplish so much more than we can imagine. You know, it's, it's, it's in God's hands. And when we give the freedom to the kids to explore and learn and thrive and grow, instead of putting them in a box, then they just can accomplish so much beyond our own dreams and goals for them. You know, they'll accomplish everything that God has for them. Exactly, exactly. When we started homeschooling, I was being obedient. We um, we started when our oldest was starting fourth grade and the next, our youngest daughter was starting second. And we were really happy where they were in a private Montessori school, but we received orders to California and I was no longer going to be able to work as a private um, therapist. And I was 
at, but I had been meeting homeschoolers and, and really kind of interested in like, wow, what is this thing called homeschooling? And why would you do it? And what's the benefits? And But I had no idea when we embarked upon the journey. Like fast forward to now, I had no idea. And I'm so thankful that God had an idea and he knew where he wanted our family to go. And he was guiding us and keeping us and um, developing that love of learning. That's how my daughter um, began to become fluent in Chinese is that, and she's conversing in Russian, like, okay, uh, I speak Spanish. So I'm like, okay, I try to get her to learn Spanish. The high school wasn't something she was interested in, but that love of learning allowed her to go on a Ukraine mission trip with dad, who was a Navy chaplain and, um, and her younger sister. And she came back and said, I love the Russian language. I want to learn it. And I said, okay, so what do we need to do? And we got books and she started to learn herself. And then we got Rosetta Stone. Eventually she transitioned to community college just for Russian 101 and 102. But it was just that love of learning that she realized I can learn anything. I can learn anything. And so um, that's that's invaluable, in my opinion, to give a gift, a valuable gift for our kids. Oh, I love that because I feel like homeschool, well, learning should be sometimes I think in public school or sometimes even private school, kids feel like learning is forced on them. So they're just going to pair it back what they've learned, but it's not going to take root. Right. But homeschooling gifts them, like you said, it's a gift and yes. it allows them to become who God's meant them to be. Yes, yes, exactly. And be confident in that. And so that's um, and to not be necessarily just a follower, but to be comfortable leading mm-hmm. um, and to be able to switch back and forth and be OK. And so that's another thing that my my children I've observed is their ability to be in a group and make a decision if they're going to follow the group or not and be comfortable saying, no, this isn't for me. This is not something I want um, and to step away and be okay with that. And so, yeah, the benefits, I'm a big advocate of homeschooling and I I love it. So, yeah. So then how did you come across Homeschool Legal Defense Association? And would you tell us about your position there? Okay, well, how did I come across uh, HSLDA? Um, I attended their National Leaders Conference um, a couple of years ago. I've lost track of time with the pandemic, but a couple of years ago, pre-pandemic. And um, I met one of, I met a, a lady who actually was the director of educational consulting, and we continued to kind of keep contact. Fast forward a few years later, I received a text from her saying HSLDA is, you know, hiring for high school educational consultant. If you know anyone, you know, let me know. And so she really wasn't saying, at least I don't know, I should ask her with with friends. I should ask her, were you actually kind of dropping that in my text box? Because you kind of was hoping I would say, oh, I do know someone. It's me. But I, at the time, I just thought, mm, let me think about this. And I began to really feel God leading me and showing me this is what you've been doing most of your homeschool journey, not just in having graduated your own kids, um, but also I'm constantly being asked, can you help someone? So how do you do this? Right. And how do we do transcripts? And it, can I really homeschool high school? Because you get to eighth grade and you you get that like I need to breathe. Can I do you know you're terrified in many cases to go on to high school? 
So long story short, I decided, obviously, yes, I'm, I'm going to go for this. So I interviewed. And part of the interview process was obviously they knew that I was a military spouse and that all of my homeschooling experience had been within the military homeschooling community. And so we kind of talked a little bit during that interview that HSLDA wanted to improve their outreach to military families. Um, and so maybe there may be something at some point with that. Well, that point came about a year after being a high school educational consultant with them, where I don't remember what was the beginning incident, but eventually I have now transitioned and I am actually no longer a high school educational consultant. So I need to update my bio, but <laughs> I am now I am now fully military outreach coordinator for HSLDA. Oh, wow. So that, is neat. that is kind of how I got there. And that's what I'm doing now. Wow. I can so I have to say I so relate to the terrified <laughs> homeschooling high school. You said that like, that's exactly how I felt when I first started homeschooling high school yeah. or right beforehand. I'm like, do I even want to go forward? So that is yeah. such an important work is to help families realize you can homeschool high school. We learn around, yeah. along with them. It's a blessing. Yeah. Yes. And a lot of families don't realize that um, even families who are members of HSLDA, maybe they don't realize that there is a, a whole staff of educational consultants from pre-K all the way through high school. And we deal with NCAA core course worksheets. We do transcript reviews, special needs. There's even a bilingual Hispanic liaison and educational consultant. So we have really expanded to meet so many needs. And a lot of families hear the legal in HSLDA and they really think, oh, I really don't have any legal needs. I'm good. No one's knocking on my door. I don't feel threatened, especially in the military community, right? We tend to feel really confident and comfortable in our role. Maybe we feel some type of protection from DOD, but we know there's no JAG that will defend your right to homeschool. And um, so you really do need to have some legal protection, but you also need to know that there's so much more resources and benefits that you can get from joining HSLDA. So that's kind of my role, reaching the military community with that message. We do Facebook lives, webinars on military homeschooling topics. We have a military discount code, all kinds of things. And so I've been really excited about what the program, the outreach program that I've created there at HSLDA. So. Well, that's awesome. I, you know, HSLDA, I turned to it way back when we first started homeschooling. For me, it was like a security blanket. I'm thinking, okay, legally, if somebody does come to my door or whatever, then I, you know, I'm, I've kind of got some backup. I had no idea. And through the years, because that was 20 some years ago, yeah. through the years, you know, I've, I've seen all the other things that they've done. And I still was surprised <laughs> every time yeah. I go on the website, I'm still surprised what all HSLDA offers. And then yes. I actually didn't realize what all HSLDA offers for military families until strangely enough, military family, all these years, but I hadn't looked at it from that angle. And then I started this podcast and I'm starting, I've been trying to help other families and, and give links and HSLDA is, is probably my top recommendation for any oh, homeschooler, wow. military or otherwise HSLDA. But I, and I was surprised to go on there and find that they have a, a whole section 
dedicated to military and answering so many of these questions. And so I would love to know more about what you've done with HSLDA for military families and kind of how you've developed that out. And then also what special considerations do military families face as homeschoolers, if any, you know, and how does HSLDA help us? That, that's, those are really great questions, and I love to talk about HSLDA as well. And so the military outreach program is really my baby. Um, like I said, HSLDA inherited, um, well, let me back up. There was a, a, a nonprofit called Military Homeschool Association, I believe, many years ago. And the, the leader of that, the, the founder of that um, nonprofit decided that she was going to move on. I don't know if she was not homeschooling him. I'm not sure. But she asked HSLDA, will you take over? Will you begin to be the champion that I have tried to be for military homeschoolers? And they said yes. And so over the years, it's kind of, I guess, four or five years, it was just, it was sitting there where HSLDA wanted to do something, but they really needed someone who had the passion and who had the knowledge and experience. And so Fast forward to, like I mentioned, with the interview, and then eventually now I'm doing it. And so what I've done with the outreach program, what I've created from ground up has many different facets. And I pretty much use all of my experience that as a military homeschooler over the years to to put into it. As an example, I'm president of Fort Belvoir Home Educators, like you mentioned, in Northern Virginia. I've been president for about two and a half years. And I knew that there's lots of military homeschool support groups around the world. I have been president in leadership for about 20 years around the world in Naples, Italy, North Carolina, different places. I've been in leadership. And I realized that many times um, it's the next spouse, right, in a homeschool group who is like the baton is passed to here. You're in lead, you're the leader now type of thing or someone who says, oh, my kids enjoy the group. I don't want it to fall because so and so is PCSing. I'll lead it. But they don't always have like the training. They don't always have the sense of support. They don't always know how to establish that they want to do a 501c3. They don't know about um, some of the benefits that HSLDA offers as to groups. And so I built that part, a connection with homeschool support groups, and we reach out. So anyone that's listening, I always say, please um, message me and reach out to me because we do have a group directory where you get lots of benefits, even financial for your group and for your members. Um, we have compassion grants often, you know, as military families, we don't often get paid what we are worth, right? And so we struggle sometimes financially and I'm sensitive to that. And there's compassion grants that are available for families struggling like to, to afford homeschool curriculum materials there. Um, we have the consultant staff. So if you are a military homeschooler and you reach out to me with um, educational concerns, I can get you connected to any of those educational consultants. Even if you speak uh, Spanish, we have uh, someone that can help you. Um, I also realized the importance of the school liaison officers. We call them the slow, right? And um on installations and that they are underutilized and under and misunderstood. And I think that they are perceived as um, a tool for those who are in the public school or Dodea school. And what I have seen over my experience in leadership and currently that the school liaison officers, their mission is also to help us as military homeschoolers. 
that it's not just the public school. It's not the kids who go to Dodea. It's for any military-connected student. And that falls into our lap as homeschoolers as well. So I really have built up a network with the school liaison officers. And we have a directory for, you know, members um, to come on and say, okay, we're PCSing to Fort Hood. Who is my school liaison officer? And I'm building connections with them so that they are trained and understand what military homeschooling is like, that they use the right vocabulary, that they understand that their role is to support us, not to try to find out how many people are homeschooling on an installation or to tell us how we should do what we know we how to do. Their role is to be um, a liaison to help us and to help us get resources uh, on installations where we might want to use um, the gym. We might want the library to do something for us. Um, at Fort Belvoir, we have a special relationship with our school liaison officer uh, that I established about a year and a half ago. And so now we have PE, art, and STEM that has just gotten started. Um, PE twice a week and art one day and STEM, and it's for all ages. And we also have a facility that is basically unused um, after the before care kids go to school and before they return for the after school care. So from like 9.30 to 2, Monday through Friday, this building is not used. And so we've been allocated this whole building full of resources to use. And it's just from making a connection with the school liaison officer. So I wanted to mention real quickly is I just got back from San Antonio, Texas. Um, I was invited there because I I attended a conference in July called... um, It was the Global Summit for Military Child Education Coalition. It's known as MSEC. And I attended there. I was the only homeschooler there. And I went to advocate for military homeschooling and to raise it up into uh, the knowledge base of all of these like Blue Star families, you know, all of these military family advisory network, all of these entities that really don't know about homeschooling. Right. And so I went there. Out of that, I had an invite to come speak to the Department of the Air Force school liaison program managers, about 80 from all over the world, Japan, Okinawa, everywhere came. And I trained them um, on military homeschooling. Like I gave them, it was probably a watershed because it's hard. How can you talk in like an hour? But they flew me in and I was there for a couple of days. I got to take our youngest son to see the Alamo, the Tower of America, the Riverwalk. Of course, he had to do some school because I said, homeschoolers can travel, their schoolwork travels with them, right? Right. (laughs) Yes. So anyway, that's a mouthful, but that's just kind of, that's the program. There's probably a few other things that I left out, but um, definitely I'm excited about it. And I'm really working hard to get the message of what HSLDA has to offer to, to the military homeschoolers. So I thank you for the opportunity to share all of that. Thank you so much. I didn't even realize all that about HSLDA and the the um, school liaisons. That I mean, we had one that was amazing. It was Fort Hood that that we got connected with all sorts of resources and stuff. And that was really at a time when I was feeling particularly uh, maybe uh, burnout and kind of lonely and all that. And she was amazing. So I hadn't thought about the the homeschool groups and such like you were talking about. And really, if you're a military spouse and you're homeschooling and you're f- feeling alone, then get a hold of Natalie and she'll help you maybe 
set yes. up a homeschool group if there isn't one there or help you get connected because it, if we just step out, you know, we don't have to be lonely. You know, we may not think that we want to be in leadership, but maybe yeah. for a season and then someone can come along. But sometimes okay. we've just got to get out of our comfort zone and yeah. do that, which maybe we don't feel all that comfortable with. But th- that opens up connections with others that I think would end up being a blessing even for those who come behind us. I so agree. And that's one of the messages I'm always saying to our families is that, you know, when you put out a statement on social media and in, in our in our group and we say, oh, we need volunteers and it's quiet. It's like crickets. Right. And I really realized that a lot of families, a lot of spouses, especially some of the newer homeschoolers, the ones who began homeschooling during a pandemic or school at home and now they actually transitioned because they loved it and they're now schooling, uh, homeschooling. And they're thinking, okay, I, how do I, I can't volunteer, right? Because I have to homeschool from like eight to five, right? And you're like, no, you don't. And so helping them have that freedom to relax and to feel supported in a group. And so many of them, when they hear that, they say, okay, I can do it. I can do one thing. I can help. They realize they actually have the ability to be able to do it. So it's kind of, if they, if there wasn't a support group, they who would be their support? Mm-hmm. Who would be their support? And so I really feel passionate about making sure that we meet the needs of a lot of the newer homeschoolers that are um, trying to understand this whole process and trying to figure out what it looks like for their family. And I encourage them, don't look over into someone else's homeschool yard. Don't. Right. Don't look over because it's going to look completely different. And Comparison so, oh, is the thief of joy. Exactly, Crystal. Right, 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 right. And we are so, you know, a lot of the newer ones are so used to how things are supposed to look because traditional school had a had a structure that is vastly different than homeschooling. And so being comfortable enough to let go of what we think it's supposed to look like and embrace a new normal is part of that challenge. And so I really try to reach families and encourage them that they can do this. It's very possible and to be that type of support for them. So oh, I love it. I love it. Thank you for all you're doing for military families. And on the topic of homeschool legal considerations facing military families, I do have a couple of questions from listeners for you today. And listeners, if there's any questions that you have Uh, that we didn't cover today. Um, I will have Natalie's contact information in my show notes. And so um, you can feel free to email her and she, if she can't answer the question, then I'm sure she will get a hold of a HSLDA attorney that can help answer these legal questions that, that often come up. So Several moms have asked, can we use home of record when declaring that we homeschool or does it have to be based on where we physically live at the time? You are not able to use home of record. And I see that as um, I see that question constantly. I'm in several groups um, that I that I moderate and for military homeschoolers and you, you can't use home a record. I know that many families that are in 
um, certain states that maybe are a little bit more what we call restrictive. And HSLDA has a map that talks about the no regulation to the high regulation states, like some like New like New York as an example. A lot of times, military families we get orders right. We have no control in many cases over where we're being sent, and we may like it, and we may go kicking and screaming. It just depends, right? I know people that kick and scream and don't want to go to Okinawa, and I know others who love it there. So just as an example. But and so in those cases, we might want to say, oh, I want to use my home record. I don't want to keep changing as we move around. But by law, you have to change. And so by law, it really has to go by where you are physically, like your body, your presence, physically located for at least 30 days or more. Um, and so it makes it a little challenging because we some I, I see an increase in families moving and accompanying sponsors, TDY, and things like that. But but the but the rule of thumb really is if you're in a location 30 days or more, you have to you have to use the state that you're physically located in. That's such a great point too, because I kind of see it as when I'm driving through Kansas, I obey Kansas laws, speed limits and so forth. And when I'm driving through you know, each state I'm driving through or whatever, I obey those laws. And every yeah. state is a little bit different, but yeah. you obey those laws. And so that makes total sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, it, Yeah, it's hard, though. It's hard because I know we want to just be able to use the home of record. Uh, the difficulty in HSLDA has has we've we've talked about that and, and you know, kind of considers anything we can do with that legally like but. It's a big challenge. The challenge, one of the reasons I think, and this is me me speaking, not, not one of the attorneys, so I don't want to misrepresent, but me personally, with my experience and what I think is that because education is under the state, it would be really difficult to then make it a national mandate or a national um, um, allowance, for lack of a better word, that military can just choose their state of record. So it's a little it's quite challenging to see if that would ever become a law. I don't foresee it, but I don't say, you know, we're working on some things, but not that. You know, some ways, some things to consider in that too is I've actually been pleasantly surprised. South Carolina, um, I thought was going to be a little bit more difficult um, to homeschool in, but for us, it was great because along with some of the extra we had to be part of an association and, and the record keeping everything. Our association was amazing in that she provided lots of resources for us. And we also were able to make connections. And yeah. so that ended up being a blessing and it wasn't that tedious. And it was also as we were going into high school with my two youngest. So it was great because they provided transcripts that I've just yeah. had to continue. And then yeah. another thing to consider is that sometimes our military base or post is where you can choose to, to reside on one side of the state line or other. Yes. For instance, where we're at now, we can choose Iowa or Illinois. And so you just search out the, the regulations in that area. And then if, if possible, make the choice, you know, in that way, and you can still be with your service member, but you just choose the state that works better for your family to homeschool. Right. In. Right, right. The state where you're, yeah, physically are. That's, that's so awesome. Yeah, you're, you're so right. Yes. 
So, and many parents then are also wondering about homeschooling overseas. I'm sure you hear this a lot too, because as military families, at some point in our careers, we're probably going to be faced with this. How can we homeschool overseas if we even can? And when we're stationed abroad, what state do you register your homeschool with? Or how can you homeschool legally overseas? Okay. I love this topic because we last homeschooled overseas in Southern Italy and Naples, Italy, and we actually loved it. And, um, but to answer the question specifically, yes, yes, yes. Military can homeschool overseas. The challenge is um, if you are stationed, first you, of course, we know you have to be on orders. And I say that because sometimes military families may get uh, a sponsor, may get assigned overseas and the family may not pass overseas screening and they may still decide they're going to come anyhow. So I can't, I can't, um, I can only say personally, don't do that. <laughs> I can't, you know, I'm not the military advising that, but definitely you, if you're homeschooling overseas, you need to be on orders with the sponsor, okay, and not just there under the radar. So I should say that, and there's a reason because I do get questions about that. So that's why I said that. Um, so let's say we're on orders, sponsor gets, say, Germany, and you as a family go. If the sponsor is in a country like Germany that has the SOFA, which is called um, capital letters S is in Sam, O, Ethics and Frank A. So status of forces agreement. And so the military, the U.S. military has these agreements with different countries. Basically, that the military is there and these are what we can do and what we can't do. Okay, so if you are assigned to a country that has a status of force agreement, then you can homeschool because DODEA has um, no governance Okay, Department of Defense Education Activity, DODEA, has no governance, no um, no regulation about homeschooling. They acknowledge that it is the right of the military family to choose to homeschool. And so you can homeschool over there and you don't register with any state. Oh, neat. Okay, so is there a special um, any special regulations that we have to abide by? Yeah, there are no special regulations that you have to, you don't have to notify anyone. Um, you don't have to register with, again, we know home record doesn't work, but there's no state you have to register with or do anything. Some families feel comfortable if, for example, they are, if they already know they have orders to um to another state afterwards. And um, once they leave overseas and they are in high school years with a child or two um, in that state that they will be going to after living overseas has certain requirements for high school in terms of homeschooling, then they may go ahead and try to go and follow the rules of that state so that the adjustment, they don't have a big adjustment. Um, but that's few and far between. Really, um, you don't have anyone that you have to notify. And so it's really, it's really great. Now, if you are in a country, if you are assigned to a country where you're not really assigned, you have a remote assignment or you're not assigned to an installation type thing, or um, you're not in a country that has status of forces agreement, then it gets a little bit more challenging because then you are really uh, although you are American military, you have to follow the laws of that country regarding homeschooling. 
And so we do have right assignments as military in some areas where there aren't a lot of us and you don't really have any true military connection, no base, no installation. And so in those cases, you pretty much have to follow what the laws are. And if homeschooling is not allowed, then we recommend you contact HSLDA to kind of get guidance from our attorneys about how can I still do that? Um, we have cases, for example, where, um, and I wish this was us as military when we were overseas, that we retired and stayed there because we loved Italy. But there are increasingly American military stationed overseas who really love where they are and they really want, they become expats, right? Expatriates and they decide they want to stay. So while they were active duty, they were fine. Homeschooling, they were okay. But now they are in a retired status. So now they actually become, you know, citizens of that country. Then you have a different situation. So there's some nuances there. So definitely reach out to us and, and, um, get clarification because military friends, we live in the nuances, right? We live in the nuances, right? Right? You know, That's you so get true. orders and you don't know when you're moving. Hurry up and wait. It's all the nuances, right? So, oh, that's so true. Important considerations. So, but I am pleasantly surprised that it's much easier to homeschool overseas than I had thought. That's yeah, exciting. It's so, it's so easy. It's so easy. And the community in general is pretty good. Uh, even there's classical conversations in many um, American military um, installations now for those who, who for those who want to, you know, are members of CC and want to continue with that. So, the, yeah, it's it's and we did homeschool high school overseas. My daughter got picked up for D1 soccer from overseas. She played on Italian teams and was also uh, one of the benefits, too, of homeschooling overseas is that, um, and it also exists um, when you live on any Dodea, um, any regular, any installation that has a Dodea school, such as like Camp Lejeune has a Dodea school system. Um, Dodea allows uh, homeschoolers to participate in extracurricular activities, clubs, uh, classes. Uh, they can take the AP exams, the SATs, and all at the local Dodea school. We can use the library, um, and we can participate in any sports and activities. So our kids were on, played high school soccer when in Virginia, where we were previously, could not, because Virginia doesn't allow homeschoolers to play on the high school teams. So it, was, it made a big difference in her ability to get picked up to play because she was able to still play um, American soccer and get scouted. So yeah, That's it's a big deal. It's awesome. Really, there are so many benefits to homeschooling as a military family, <laughs> but I can't imagine having gone through it and not homeschool. It's just so many opportunities. And it's a living field trip. <laughs> it is. I love that, Crystal. I love it. Living field trip. Yes. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for answering these questions. And I want to shift gears a bit before I let you go. In addition to everything else you do with HSLDA and, and uh, homeschool um, groups, you also have a personal consultation business. Would you share with us about what you do? Yeah, I do. I do. You know, I have, like I mentioned, often receive requests from other families and friends who say, can you help me? Or can you help my friend? Or, um, you know, and so out of that, I have consulted throughout 
for many years. And that was pretty much why I said, okay, I'll do high school consulting with HSLDA and get paid for it, honestly, because I was doing it pro bono anyway and loving it. So transition that to, I turned that into my own, my own business because it just made sense. I felt like I was at the season in life where I could formalize all of my experience and um, knowledge, thankfully, <laughs> into into my own business. And so with that, it's Natalie Mack LLC. And I do a couple of things. I do a lot of mentoring, right, with military connected homeschoolers um, and support group leaders. There's a Facebook group I started for military homeschool support group leaders so that we can come together and share best practices and information and support and encouragement. Um, I also um, am um, creating um, military homeschool courses. So like they will be like short videos where like on PCS and homeschooling, what do you pack in your express shipment? Um, how do we homeschool overseas? How do I do high school overseas? They're going to be these mini courses that I think families, because we're all busy, can actually plug into. And one of the other things that I'm doing is developing um, virtual courses for school liaison officers, because what happened out of that opportunity in in, um, in San Antonio was that they had so many more questions and I they had allocated an hour, really 50 minutes, Crystal for me to speak. And it was an impossibility to talk on homeschooling. And all of these school liaison officers have so many questions because they really truly do want to help. They really do. And they just don't understand it, but they want to understand. And so I'm going to do these virtual courses that they can like have in their pocket and plug in. And so all of that is under Natalie Mack. When I get some time, I'm working on it. Peace by peace. I'm working on, I have a website. So I, and I have a Facebook, um, um, a public figure page on Facebook, just because uh, people want to know, oh, what are you doing now? What are you doing now? And, you know, what's the latest in military homeschooling? What are you doing? So I kind of am trying to like pull all that together. Um, I wrote that book. Um, I think I, I shared that with you, um, 101 Tips for Homeschoolers. And um, it really is interspersed with my faith as a Christian. So um just putting that out there, but I do have a disclaimer. If you're not a person of faith, the tips are tips, period, right? Uh, but it's 101 because I got to 100. I was like, okay, no, I have one more. I really need to give. So we have 101 tips for homeschools. Like I said, you can get it on Amazon. And so, and I'm in process of writing another book on like a short guide on military homeschooling um, while you are on the move, like while you are PCSing, just a short guide. And I write for the old schoolhouse magazine as well. So like, I don't know. I do sleep, I should say, because I can hear someone who listening saying, does she ever sleep? I do sleep. My husband's like, time to go to bed, time to go to bed. So he, he helps me stay. He's retired now as of last December after 34 years as a Navy chaplain. And so he is like, he we've switched. I'm busy where I was supporting him, right? And the family, and now he's supporting me. Um, and it's really an interesting switch. And so, but he helps me stay grounded and make sure, like, even when I'm traveling, you, are you going to sleep? Right. You know, so I'm like, I'm going that to sleep. That is so sweet. Yes. Yes. So, yes. That is so neat. 
Well, first of all, I want to thank you and your family for and your husband for 34 years of military service to our country. So thank you so much for that. And the sacrifice that yes. you all put into that is amazing. And you understand as a chaplain, I believe, right? They yes, have, Army chaplain. They, yep. Yes, Army chaplain. My husband often always had two cell phones. I'm sure you understand. Uh-huh. Yes. And there's so many times when we are planning to go somewhere, right? And he gets a call. Mm-hmm. He would get a call and it was something critical that he had to deal with. And we would have to wait. Mm-hmm. We would have to wait, right? And so um, when he- calls in the middle of the night. Calls in the middle of the night. I hate the calls in the middle of the night. It's yeah. never good. It's never good. Middle of the night call is never good. And, and you know, he had such a heart for- for the sailors and um, and Marines and Coast Guard and just wanted to support them in so many ways. And so it's really, it's really a hard, it's a hard life. Military life is a hard life. It's full of benefits. There's a lot of sacrifices. I have loved it um, and I wouldn't change anything about it. I'm passionate about being a military spouse. I'm in lots of military spouse groups, um, but um, it's hard. It's hard. And when you add homeschooling to it, um, yeah, it provides stability for a lot of families and the kids aren't constantly in and out of one school and having different teachers, you know, mm-hmm. but um, we, we we need support too as military homeschoolers, right? Oh, for sure. For the journey. It's important. So I really am a big advocate about that. Well, you are amazing and you're such a wealth of information. And Natalie, thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule to chat with us today. Oh, and thank you so much for all you do for the military homeschooling community. community. It's thank so appreciated. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just love us. So I'm one of us for 22 years. I understand, you know, as much as I can. I don't try to speak for us, but I do have the experience and I love us. So I mean, I want people to be encouraged. Well, thank you so much. And listeners, thanks so much for listening in today. Links to all the resources that Natalie mentioned will be included in my show notes at militaryhomeschoolpodcast.com. Please be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast listening app and then share it with a friend. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Military Homeschool Podcast. Have a blessed week. Thanks for listening in today. Be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. If you liked this podcast, please take a moment to give it a five-star rating and leave a comment. Links to the resources mentioned during the show today can be found in our show notes at militaryhomeschoolpodcast.com. Connect on Facebook at Military Homeschool Podcast or via email at militaryhomeschoolpodcast at gmail.com.